like the virtue and the vice, like the verdict and the plea. I think we have it now. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Hope you've all had a good week. I don't know what happened. It just sort of went off the wall. Um, I'm not showing any sound on this right at the moment. So hopefully I got it. Aside from me talking, can you hear every, can you hear the music in the background? Just checking. Apparently sure so, because Ellie's on. saying good morning, Matthew. And good morning, everybody. Uh, I think it's working. Can you... Pam the Mixer Fixer. Okay. Pam the Mixer Leslie, Fixer. can you hear me? I can. Can you? Shoot. I'm guessing you can't hear me now. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, I hear you, Pam. Can anyone hear me? Okay. Loud and clear. Thanks, Anna. They hear us both. I think that I can't hear you guys. Pam can't hear me. Probably her. So and I can't hear Leslie. So we're good. We're all wonderful. Willie was playing tricks on us this morning. Willie is being a naughty, naughty vampire this morning. Now music. Well, we can see. Well, we were just kind of right. doing Hopefully some chatting. You can hear me, Leslie. Can you hear I me? I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, Pam. Can you hear me now? Is right. Can. It is a Verizon. Class. It is. <laughs> what can I say? I'm, I'm. I just don't hear anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Keep breathing, Pam. <laughs> Uh, help us, everyone. Anyway. Any saints we anyway, should be praying yeah, to right keep now? Keep breathing, Pam. I'm trying. Trust me, I'm trying. But I, 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 I don't know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> well. Let me see. Uh, got that right, got that right, got that right. Got that right. Okay, so those settings are good. So I'm really glad you can hear us, I mean, ladies. Someone else. But I Pam cannot Leslie. hear me. And I can't. Can't. Music left again, but they can hear both of us. So, <laughs> yes, Anna, technology oh, is I'm sorry, I'm sorry, wonderful. I'm sorry, I'm making crazy because <laughs> I got everything set up the way it should. I know. I don't think you've shifted anything, Pam. Um, I don't think you... There we are. Now I hear you. You hear me? <laughs> I hear you. I hope they... Okay. Yay. Can... You know, 
<laughs> Can everyone hear us now? <laughs> oh, God, help us all. <laughs> Did you see I was asking which saint we should be praying to? Exactly. Well, there is a, actually there is a saint. Well, we could have done like St. Anthony, uh, right? Because the sound was lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saint Rita. Oh Lord in heaven! Saint Rita, Rita for lost young, There was a young, there was a young, <laughs> young uh, uh, teenager from Italy actually that um, was named the patron saint of social media about two years ago because I was I remember a couple of weeks ago talking to a friend of mine and and he was like and here it is I'm like okay. <laughs> Uh, I think we need more coffee. I do. I do indeed. I think we need more coffee. And I have I some my, because I, I'm I, sitting I, I here. Think my coffee. I think, did you correct your but, coffee too much, Pam? I, 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 no, I haven't corrected at all. Maybe I should. Maybe you need to get, get a little bit of the, get a little bit of vodka. Or, no, vodka is usually not good in oh, coffee. Whiskey. Whiskey. Bailey's. Oh, I think there's some. I think there's some Irish in the house. Mm-hmm. So that would have been good. Anyway, I'm sorry for that little hiccup, folks. That's okay. It's it's been the way of the week. I think the way of the year so far has been a little bit off. Um, and Pam Betty said she remembers hearing about that saint, the uh, Italian yeah, teenager I, I, who was made the saint of social media. Um, yeah. Two years ago. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's funny. Ooh, and Ram Chatter and yes, is. I wish I had yeah, right yeah. now, but so, alas, I'm sitting Ram at the Chata, Dunkin' I've Donuts. Had Ram Chata. Oh, we'll have to. Never. You'll have to try it. It's it's kind of like a Bailey's idea, you know, the cream and the liqueur, um, but it's with rum uh, as opposed to uh, Irish whiskey. And there's also a really delicious. Buffalo Trace makes bourbon cream, which is yum, yum, yummy if you like bourbon. So, well, I, I, I tend to stay away from the cream. Yeah. Well, you just put a splash in it, you know. But, and the man, and the, the young man's name was Carlo Acutis, A C U T I S. He was 15. So, just letting you know. And the music cut out again. I don't know why. We got that. Okay. So, there we go. I think it's because when you mute, Leslie, it shuts the also shuts down the sound. Which I did not realize. So, don't, so unmute, Leslie. <laughs> so that we get, we get sound in the background. So anyway, we have had an interesting week. We have Carlos Acutis, the um, the uh, patron saint of all social media. Who, Carlos? Please help me now. And uh, uh, we go from there. So we've had. Uh, I don't know whether you've heard this or not. There she is, and now I've got my sound. Yes, I. You have to. You have to. Keep I. 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 Because I, otherwise, it I shuts literally out the have sound been for 
it's pressing it three times. I thought I've been on mute. I've been talking the whole time. Huh. So, oh, okay. Um, I think this is a keeper for the the worst podcast uh, in all things SR history in terms of technical difficulties. Um, But I will, this is a new wrinkle in terms of how the Mixler platform is working because I used to, I've muted before and it didn't affect the sound. So this is something new for us to explore. Um, so you'll just get to join me and pretend you're sitting here in the Dunkin' Donuts coffee and donut emporium in Clinton, Connecticut. And looking for all the good loveliness of the yes. donuts. Yes. SR would be pleased. Yes. There's a lot of good yummy oh, yeah. donuts here this morning. It's, it's still not Tim, Tim Hortons, but it'll do <laughs> in a pinch. <laughs> well, it will do because it has good Wi-Fi. So very grateful yes. to be here this morning. I'm on my way to Newport, Rhode Island with my dear friend to uh, escape the craziness. P- Betty, I'll pass you a donut. I'll pass everybody donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, And she also noted, she just found out this week, the Phantom of the Opera had a sequel, which I don't think I knew. I never knew that. That's pretty intriguing. (laughs) Yes, Rachel will approve. See, even even my podcasting, uh, our podcasting is keeping within the uh, SR theme. That's true. That is true. I just need Rachel to send me so, some gift, gift cards. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I had they Dunkin' Donuts was my client for a while, mm. and and when I worked for Donley Marketing, and I, it was great. I, every every month, I would get a stack full of gift cards. That would be wonderful. Worth like, uh, yeah, and it was it was awesome, and. Uh, you know, just to be able to, on your way to work, you, you, I could run into a Dunkin' Donuts and grab something, mm-hmm. you know, coffee, whatever. It's cool. Or even, although I don't, I don't particularly care for their lunches that they yeah. have. They like sandwiches and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. I had one once, and the piece of chicken I had was like chewing on a rubber spatula. Oh, no, I've had good, I've had good lunches here. I've had good sandwich, lunch sandwiches. I, I didn't have the chicken one, though. I did the turkey, and it was good. So, okay, whatever. I'm passing shell of vanilla anyway. cream donut. And Ashley notified us that Love Never Dies is the Phantom sequel, and she said it's very, very good. So, mm-hmm. we'll have to check that out. And want to check out uh, Anna? I was waiting for you. I knew you were going to bring ah, up Oakmont Bakery. She's going to pick up Paxi mm-hmm. at Oakmont Bakery. She'll pass on Duncan today, but there's one half a block from her office. Uh, well, well, you know, you know, it was, you know, it was awful. They, you, during Hanukkah, they have these special jelly donuts that they usually mm-hmm. put out. And my, the grocery store up the street usually has them and they didn't have any this year. I was like very mm. upset. I wonder why. So, I, I, I guarantee you though, they're not going to be quite as good as that with mock bakery. And I, Probably not. It's a road trip we got to make. Got to meet up with Anna at the and then, Bakery. And the, uh, the next uh, big donut event coming up that I'm aware of is uh, 
Fat Tuesday, where they have the Pennsylvania Dutch flash knots yes. available. Yes. If you've never had a flash knot, you haven't lived. Yep. Or yeah. extra delicious fried dough. The fried mm -hmm. potato yep. dough. Uh, uh, the real ones yep. are potato dough, so it's I cool. I know they're really good. Any, anyway, now that I've put on the. 30 pounds that I've lost just talking about <laughs> donuts. <laughs> uh, Shell saying the oh, closest my. dunk into her is at Sandstown Casino on Boulder Highway. Uh, uh oh. Not, not bad. bad. But it's There's a, a lot of good local donut shops. I just I tend to come to the Dunkin' because the, the Wi Fi is reliable at the national chains. You guys know how that is. Right. Um, yes, I do. So. I think we should get on anyway, with the news from SR World. We should. So, we've, uh, as we know, some of the cast and crew have uh, gotten sick and they've had to temporarily halt the production of the filming of Gabriel's Redemption until they're well enough to continue. Uh, he's certainly encouraging everyone to remember them in your prayers or thoughts this week. Uh, we should know more by Monday. And the result of this is the shooting schedule will have to change, and that will change the dates for set visits. So he's hoping that all the founding and signature members uh, that, that apply will hopefully get a chance to be there. SR is also hosting a giveaway, thanks to a very generous reader. He'll be giving away uh, sets of uh, Gabriel's Inferno DVDs and a set of Gabriel's Rapture DVDs. Um, he'll be posting the giveaway to Instagram and Facebook, so stay tuned. Now, just as an FYI, I understand that someone got into SR's account, posting a link saying, you won, you won, you won, and there were like 600 people that he put, put that to, and uh, hoping that they would click the link, and then they would, that goes wherever those hacked links go. Um, so just be aware of that and uh, be careful. That's when, good to know. You know just, just put your own stuff in. He is, he is going to respond to people uh, directly through DM. So just so well, you know. Or I'm guessing that um, it's probably, yeah, sometimes he has Nina respond on his behalf. Yeah. So. True. Um, Hopefully, touch yes. wood. I know, darn well. hackers, I, Betty I, I, yeah. said, and Shell noted, it's very generous I, sometimes, so. I still don't have my Instagram account. I had to give it up because I couldn't, I, Instagram never got back to me on how I could change it. I went all through all their routines. I don't know how many times. Mm -hmm. But um, when the hacker get in, got into my account, he requested that it have a double entry and change the email to where the second one would go so I would I would the authentication process was mute for me I so I have to restart my redo it redo another Instagram account so just an FYI for everybody and I apologize to anyone who the hacker came through no and yeah um, the hackers are just not make they make the life miserable so I'm hopeful. Hopefully, things will be able to get resolved at some point on that front too. Um, um, 
Esar also announced the Latin reading book that he's uh, talking about, and that is um, Sister Wendy, uh, uh, who uh, I, for, I forget the name of the book off the top of my head, but it's written by, by Sister Wendy. And uh, I actually have a the Art of Lent. I'm putting the link in the title or in the okay. chat room. This is for Amazon, but I'm sure you can get it in other places as well. Uh, mm -hmm. It is, as Pam mentioned, from Sister Wendy Beckett. And if reading the description, it says, Join Sister Wendy on a journey through Lent and discover the timeless wisdom to be found in some of the world's greatest paintings. Illustrated in full color mm -hmm. with over 40 famous and lesser known masterpieces of Western art, this beautiful book will lead you into a deeply prayerful response to all that these paintings convey to the discerning eye. So it's going to be quite and, the treat. Um, yeah, well, and I'll, one of the things that I saw posted about it was that Sister Wendy had studied under... J.R.R. R. Tolkien at um, Oxford, and uh, they he they, he wanted Sister Wendy to continue at Oxford, but she would wanted to have a more con con contemplative life. And if you've never seen her on PBS or the BBC, um, you can find some of her videos are on YouTube and. Uh, the first one she starts with, she goes through those caves in, in France, describing the um, artwork that's in the cave walls. So that, you know, and, and the story behind them. So that's really cool. As Flora says, it so, sounds awesome. I'll add it to my collection and follow along. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and she'll he, notes it's 40 paintings, one for each day of Lent. That's right. And he will be on, on the podcast on April 1st so that we can go over the reading. Yes, SR uh, will be time. joining all things SR so. on that day. Mm -hmm. On that very special day. So that, that's pretty cool. Because not well, only is it the... We'll just, well, it, uh, it's the Saturday before Palm Sunday, so it's great because it brings us into Easter week. Yes, it's also Pam's birthday, P.S. <laughs> Well, yes, that's a minor point to it. But anyhow, anyhow, so we're very excited that he's going to be joining to discuss fine. this. Yes, mm -hmm. and we should get this. We shall get started. Um, and I'm, I think it's going to be as we as we know, uh, this is also a really great part of this chapter. Um, Everybody's happy that SR is joining us on April 1st to talk about the uh, Lenten reading. Um, he always he always does a lot of discernment during this period of time. So I think it's great that he's going to be joining us. Um, Betty wants to know uh, if we should bring Fascinators or Vodka on April 1st. <laughs> it's your choice, but Vodka is always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both, Betty? I don't know. Um, as long as the first name of the vodka is Vinny, Vinny Vodka. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we're turning from vodka to scotch uh, as we begin part three of the chapter mm -hmm. uh, five. After dessert, 
was served, Richard Clark sat on the back porch smoking a cigar with his scotch. And he was enjoying the scotch as they, um, as he was reflecting. The air was cool, and if he closed his eyes, he could almost imagine Grace coming out the door to sit with him. Um, the heaviness he felt with the thought that she would never sit next to him again was really, really weighing on him. How are you? He heard a voice, and he opened his eyes to see Julia sitting beside him. She was wrapped up in one of Gabriel's cashmere sweaters, and Richard switched the cigar to his other hand, so he not to bother her with the smoke. And he told her that he was well and asked how she was doing, and how he commented on how excellent dinner was. He said it was just exceptional. She said she was doing well. She had tried to replicate the dinners that she had in Italy. Um, he sipped his scotch and waited because he could tell something was on Julia's mind. She was wondering, and Betty noted, I miss Grace. I think everybody misses Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, yeah. what wow. a strong presence. What a strong linchpin of that family. And as mm-hmm. Shell notes, Richard is always the gentleman. And he's very attentive. Absolutely. You know, he, he, Julia is very special to him. And, you know, when she came out, he wanted, you know, he wanted to have time to check on her and see how she was doing. So one of the questions we asked SR was what brand of scotch, brands of scotch and cigars did Richard enjoy? And he noted that Richard seems to enjoy Glen Roth's scotch. So, just know that Richard's favorite is Glenn Ross. Glenn Ross. Um, Gabriel's favorite is uh, Lafroig. Yes. Got a good representation of Scotch there. Yes. We definitely do. And, you know, Julia was chatting with him and. You know, she said, Richard, how, you know, and he said, remember, you can start calling me dad. And she said, I'm sorry. You know, she's so used to referring to him as a friend of the family, not as part of the family, um, that it's been challenging. And she thanked him and then asked, does it bother you? that we change things in the house. Um, Richard hesitated and he replied that, look, you know, the bathrooms needed updating. It was really smart to add one on the main floor and one in the master bedroom. And he knew Grace would have liked what they did in the kitchen. She had always wanted granite and had begged him for years to have granite countertops. And Julia felt her heart clench and said, that we did keep a lot of the things the same. Richard told her not to worry because if Grace had been there, she would have helped her redecorate the home. Um, And seeing the chat, Betty noted, I was always shocked that Julia never called him Mr. Clark. I was too, actually, Betty. I I thought there would have been that formality, but, you know, it wasn't 
that way with their family, I guess. Um, yeah, like I think I think though with that as far as that goes, things have changed mm -hmm. a little bit. Because I know for myself, I used to call my all my parents friend, Mister and right. Mrs. Unless it was the uh, Aunt Kitty and Uncle Tom McFarlane, because they were they were so close, and, my, and Kitty was my mom's best mm -hmm. friend that we got to call them aunt and uncle as opposed to Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Well, and Shelna, so. she called Grace by her name, didn't she? I think so. I think she I think did. Richard and Grace were the parents who were like, call me Richard, call me Grace. I've had friends who had, you know, I can think specifically my friend Ellie growing up, her parents were Frank and Rosemary. And she was like, mm -hmm. call them that. Um, so you kind of were person wishes you help, they wish to rest. And um, I, I know for me, both Patrick's friends, I always call is called either Pam yeah. or Mom Dukes. I love that. And with one friend in particular, Mrs. Langbone. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And and Elena, it's always Mr. and Mrs. for my friends' parents. The times they are changing. Yes, I do they are. know. I do remember, dear family, dear friends. When we graduated from college or high school is when they said, look, you don't need to keep calling us Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> you know, it's Betsy and Andy. You don't have to keep calling us that. You're adults, you know. So, again, mm -hmm. respect the way um, they wish to be addressed. Betty notes that her blessedness 2.0 sometimes calls her Betty. And I kind of feel like Gabriel. Uh -huh. Call me by my title. TT. <laughs> so, uh -huh. yes. Um, it's funny. Yes. TT Betty. TT Betty. Uh -huh. I love it. So, Julia, you know, in this conversation with Richard, she's very mindful that how you know, how painful the situation is to begin with, that Grace is no longer with the family. And she also is sensitive to the fact that this had been the, their family home and Richard's home for so many years. And making changes, I think, was a little nerve-wracking for her. Um, and she, she just worried that things were, you know, were upsetting Richard. She didn't want that to be the case. And Julia asked if he was comfortable in the guest room and asked if he had changed his mind about staying. And um, we asked SR about this. And we asked, was Julia worried Richard didn't like the renovations? And he said, I think that Julia was very concerned Richard wouldn't like them, the renovations, and that he'd feel saddened by all the changes. So she was trying to be very considerate of him. True, true, and because Richard's has gone, Richard has gone through a lot of changes in the past year. So R Richard then went on to explain what it, what was good to, what well, was good for her to ask. Um, he wasn't upset by any of the changes. It troubled him that Grace was not coming back, and that feeling would never go away. As he's thinking and talking about it, he's twisting his wedding band, and he says, "When I when he was in the house, he would." Come, you could smell her perfume, and this is something he couldn't feel in his condo in Philadelphia 
Her presence was just not there. There was no memory of her. So he smiled and said that when he was at the house, the separation was easier. Julia asked him if it was painful, and he said yes. And she sat for a moment and thought about what it would be like without Gabriel. And she realized you know, if something ever have ever happened to Gabriel, you know, it would just it would be so hard not to have him around her and she's to be torn apart like that. And so somewhere in the back of her mind the little voice says, uh, you know, if you had a baby with Gabriel, then, you know, you would have a part of him, at least. And uh, the, the voice kind of made her shiver a little bit. And uh, Richard noticed it, thinking she was chilly, puts a wrap around her. And she thanked him and asked if, uh, if, you, if she liked, if you liked Philadelphia. And Yeah, I thought that was an interesting... So, you know, first yeah. of all, it just shows how attentive rich and kind Richard is to think that she was chilly mm -hmm. and to wrap, you know, offer her a wrap. But it's mm -hmm. also interesting mm -hmm. that there was a whisper. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think you, we had, you had asked uh, SR if that was Grace in, in the back of her head. And he didn't respond to that, but, you yeah, know, it could have been. Yeah. Or it yeah. could have just been her inner voice, too. I like to think be. it was Grace. Or, or as E.L. James called it, her mm -hmm. inner goddess. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so Richard told her that uh, the research with position wasn't quite what he thought it was going to be. And he was thinking of retiring. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's, he's still smoking the cigar. Smoking is bad for you, Richard. As Betty and, noted. And, uh, <laughs> Yes, she did, and uh, said that he had moved there because he could be closer to Rachel and Scott, but he didn't see much of them because they have their own lives. And uh, she suggested that, you know, he's also saying that his friends still lived in Sealands Grove, and, you know, and that the friends included her father, Tom, so... Rachel, Rachel, uh, Julia said, well, why don't you um, live here and uh, move back? And I, I, I don't know whether he was astonished or didn't hear it correctly. He was like, well, what you, what's that, he asked. So she said, move back to Sealand's Grove, move and live here, you know. Uh, he said, but this is your house now. And she said, you know, you could move back into the master bedroom. You can move your things back. And they were only basically there for the holidays and vacation right. times. Right. And, uh, you know, just, you know, just, you could make your, make it your home again and uh, make it the way you want it to be. And he was like, he was, you know, he was still not convinced about all this. And Julie was trying to tell him that, you know, Gable would be happier if he was here. And my, and you, it would be a, a mitzvah for them, and uh, which he he was he was laughing at that. He's like, you know, what do you mean by mitzvah or the blessing? And uh, so he, you know, he 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 thought he was thinking about it, and he's asked her what was bothering her, and she said, you know, 
she said it would be an, an answer to an, uh, an unanswered prayer. And she said, Richard said, well, you know, most prayers are answered, but a lot, sometimes the, the answer is no. Well, and, and Betty's but, saying, move back, Richard. Just don't go to the apple orchard. And there were some comments, too, about uh, Richard and Grace's connection. Shell had noted Richard and Grace. Um, Richard and Grace's faith was so strong in their home that they had a connection even after death. And Elena noted Richard Dever, the gentleman. Betty noted that her the inner goddess Julia of Julia is confused. She wants a baby but is afraid of pain. Shell noticed and and thought that that voice was actually is Grace. She believes the voice is Grace. Um, right. Anna, Anna pointed out that the move to Philly was the knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I was told after my, my husband mm -hmm. passed away, don't do anything for a year. Don't think about selling the house. Don't think of moving mm -hmm. anywhere. But give it a year. So I gave it yeah. a couple years. But it's true, you know, and with and the... I remember at the, the house that Jim and I lived in, I could feel his presence around him. I think I heard it a couple times. And also, I'd like the weirdest thing was for a while after he died, I'd walk into my bedroom and the, the, the bed, his side of the bed was neatly pulled down. And nobody had been home to do that. But after we moved, it wasn't the same. I didn't have that. And so. I and uh, Betty noted, um, and Betty, I'm noting this was like nine, uh, 40 minutes into the podcast before you mentioned Paul today. Um, oh my God, yeah, it's late. You can tell this podcast <laughs> is off the rails when Betty doesn't talk about Paul until uh, this time. She said it wasn't Paul's voice telling Julia <laughs> to have a child, <laughs> which is causing everybody to laugh <laughs> about that. Betty. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, you know, he also said that, he, you know, she'd put so much time into making it theirs, furnishing the downstairs and painting it, and oh, it would, but it was a tempting proposition. So we asked, uh, was Richard disappointed the move to Philadelphia didn't meet his expectations? And Esther responded saying, I don't think Richard was disappointed about Philadelphia. I think it was an impetuous move on his part, Sienna, we agreed with you, uh, because he found it too hard to be in the house alone. But then Rachel and Aaron are so busy, and, and he didn't see much of them, and I think he missed his home. It makes sense. It you does know, make sense. You know, those were massive changes, both in job and in location and health. You know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not surprising that it shifted. Um, Betty was trying to figure out when to slide Paul in, she said. And Rochelle <laughs> noted, but Betty, for you, any time is a good time to mention him. That is, that very, is true. very true. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Anna said, yay! <laughs> so... As we continued on here, uh, Julia mentioned that, you know, she reminded Richard 
that. He actually mortgaged the house to pay Gabriel's debts. And that surprised Richard greatly. He said, did Gabriel tell you about that? She said, yes. And Richard said, it was such a long time ago. And Gabriel had paid them back since that time. All the more reason, she said, to let him back in the home now. Richard explained he didn't care about the money. A father would do anything to save a child. You know, and at that point, he was trying to save Gabriel's life. Julia Mm -hmm. said that both he and Grace had saved Gabriel. And as long as the house was in the family where they could go gather for Christmas and Thanksgiving, it really doesn't matter who owns it or who lives in it. Which I agreed as well. You know, they just wanted to have that gathering, that place. Um, and Clore notes, Richard definitely missed home. Anna said, you can't expect adult ch- children to fill our, we can't expect adult children to fill our void. <clears throat> that is true. No, we can't. And they, nor would they, really. Um, not mm-hmm. this void, anyway. So, Gabriel will never part from the orchard, Julia noted. And he's hired people to restore the orchard and they've planted trees. And Richard was saying that Gabriel um, really believes that the orchard's gonna come back. And Richard said, uh, he's pretty optimistic about, Gabriel's optimistic because the trees haven't produced well for years. And Julia said, I feel like the optimism is good for Gabriel. And if he lived there, Gabriel would be much more comfortable if he were around to supervise the the orchard activities. And I think, honestly, I think that's kind of what hooked him, you know. Richard was quiet for what seemed like an age. And then he hoarsely said thank you. Julia squeezed his hand and went inside to allow him to finish his cigar and scotch. And as he closed his eyes, a feeling of hope washed over him. Um, And Anna notes, I'm blessed to be a part of my boys' families and lives, which is beautiful. You are, that is true. That is true. And Gabriel doesn't want that neighbor to get their hands on the orchard, Shell noted. And and you know what? He has every right to not want that. Well, especially... They'd probably, the neighbor would probably tear it down and sell parcels of it. Especially how personal and how meaningful the orchard is to them. Betty says it's true. Any time is good Mm -hmm. for Paul. I didn't want to distract from the seriousness of the topic with Richard Grace and Julia. And Anna notes, Mm -hmm. the orchard is Gabriel's attachment and his sanctuary, which is 100% true. Well, and I, but I also, and I also think that he, um, he, he, <clears throat> the attachment is spiritual, and I, and I think it attests a lot to Julia and his relationship with her, and how through meeting her, it helped steer him into where he is today. Truly, because. Because I really, I, I really think that if he hadn't met Julia that first time in the orchard and, and discussing everything that was going on, he wouldn't be where he is today. I think so, too. I mean, that was a seminal mm-hmm. time in his life. Like, he was 
planning to end it. And that was, yep. you know, there was so much attachment and so much meaning in that place that he wants, I think it would give them comfort to have someone near, near around who they can trust to be in space. Yep. So Betty, because, you know, Gabriel calls Tom by his name, and so does Paul. They don't call him Mr. Mitchell, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabriel doesn't call Tom Dad no, either. <laughs> nor will he ever. Um, Elena says the neighbor would turn it into a housing development in a heartbeat. And Shell said the orchard is the paradise, is a place where they are together. Um Mm-hmm. Anna Nix, when they first met, he shared his sanctuary with her, which is, yeah, I think that's what makes it even more special. And Elena says, hmm, good point, Betty. Lack of respect for Gabriel, probably, but Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul, didn't Paul, wasn't he told by Tom to call him Tom? I can't remember that. I think so. So we have I one last so. question we asked us our, um, regarding this particular section of Chapter 5. Um, and the question was simply this. Why was Richard reluctant to return initially? Was Julia's idea of having him supervise the orchard the reason he agreed to her offer to return? And SR said... I think Richard was concerned about displacing Julian Gabriel since he'd sold the house. Julia's idea was a ruse on her part as an effort to persuade Richard that he'd be helping them. I think Richard saw through the ruse, but was happy to have an excuse to return. He missed the house and realized that he would be able to do a favor for Gabriel and Julia. So, and that definitely makes sense um, oh, yeah. to me. He's consistent with his character. Um, <laughs> Betty said, Gabriel doesn't call Richard dad either. He only called him dad once. And Shell says, Tom gets no respect from me. Richard gets all the respect. <laughs> and then get at Gabri- or, um, Anna said, Gabriel doesn't even have a nickname for Tom. Nickname? <laughs> at least he calls Paul. Angel effort. So, <laughs> no, I, I had to modify oh, that my word. since I'm in a public place with children. Yes, um, I understand that. <laughs> feel free to say it, though, Pam. <laughs> Angel fucker. There you go. And Betty said... Or as Gabriel said, walking down at the... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the... the uh, Julia's walking down the hallway to come <laughs> to the set with his... Speech therapist or, or his speech, coach, whatever yes, he is, dialect, dialect coach, <laughs> and going angel fucker, angel fucker. <laughs> he did do it he well. He really did. He got that line out perfectly, mm-hmm. perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah, it is funny. That is the first. I heard that. That's the first word I heard coming from uh, <laughs> Julia Baruti's mouth as he was rehearsing. <laughs> and I looked at Karen. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Oh my gosh, I think it's Julia. (laughs) They must be practicing. So it was pretty funny. Um, That is funny. So. So. We are. (laughs) Betty notes that Julia said, Mi casa es su casa. 
Yeah, and, and you know what? That, and I think that's a beautiful it thing. It is. You know, it's always so nice when you can uh, have your family in your home. Yes, it is. And uh, Anna so. <laughs> had a good comment, too. You are correct, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> it is a universal in word. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I wanted to say it yesterday. No. Shell's uh, <laughs> up volunteering to come up with a few nicknames for Tom as well. <laughs> I think that would be a good call. I, that would be a good call. I'm sure you can get creative so. with that one, Shell. Um, but I think, you know, mm, I, yeah. I do feel like Tom is doing what he can to move forward in a, in a better way. I think there's more to do. Well, well Tom had yeah, Tom had his come to Jesus yeah. moment. This is true. You know? And Betty knows so. good thing Juliet and Gabriel didn't have a red room of pain. Otherwise, how would one explain that room to Richard? <laughs> that is very true. That is Betty, very true. You are correct. They would have probably had to modify mm -hmm. it. I know they would have. So as not, so as not so. to uh, offend or or uh, shock the relations, right? Isn't that the word words Gabriel used earlier? Yes. <laughs> In the series, yeah. Well, this well, has been quite the. Um, <laughs> An interesting today. Um, Anna saying mm -hmm. delusional imposter equals Tom. <laughs> uh huh. Um, I am looking forward. We actually are going to finish chapter five next week um, after a month of being in chapter five. <laughs> um, the poor, uh, you know. Four well, parts. yeah. Mm -hmm. We cover chapter five covers a lot of ground, though. I mean, it certainly every does. aspect of it kind of hit on a lot of different things and a lot of major things that carry on throughout the rest of the book. So, mm -hmm. it's pretty exciting. It <laughs> is. It is. I love to see Anna loosen up Julianne a bit. <laughs> I think she could. I actually think they'd be friends. That would be a good fanfic. That would be. I, I think they would be fine <laughs> friends. Chapter 5 is the new Groundhog Day, Betty said. And in fact, it's yes, appropriate because it, uh, Groundhog Day is coming up this coming week. That is true. And so, and February 1st, don't forget everybody, February 1st is uh, St. Bridget's Day. Oh. And uh, she was a very interesting Irish woman who... Uh, did a lot within the uh, church in Ireland, so. Very, very good. Chapter there you five go. is the new Groundhog Day, um, Betty notes. Mm -hmm. And Shell said that Tom will be hanging with Guido in the circle of the fraudulent. <laughs> well, at least he's hanging out with Guido, you know? Well, I don't know if that's a circle it's... I want to be in. True. But True. I guess if you have Virgil However. helping you out, 
it wouldn't be as bad. Virgil's always a good help. Mm. That's true. So, in any event, so what music I, uh, are we uh, going out with, Pam? We are going out with ah, uh, one of my blues favorites, Robert Johnson. He's a 1920s uh, blues guitarist who supposedly sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads. Ah. Uh. Have a great day, everyone, and a great weekend. Sorry for the trouble earlier. We'll talk soon. Take care, everybody.